0: Okay, good. Oh, there we go. Bye-bye. It's a podcast. <laughs> You're wearing your mama's shirt. I love it.
1: Mama tried. Mama
0: tried. Hello, everybody. This is Matt Marr, and welcome to the Dear Maddie Show. We're doing a, we're, we're via Blab. We're talking to Jackie Wiseman in his house. How are you, Jack? Yay. <laughs> Happy Friday. Happy. Yes, this is on Friday. I think this will air next week. So um, happy next week. Happy next week. (laughs) Now, um, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'm so flattered that you asked. Well, we talked about this a little bit and then I said, we have to stop talking because I want to save it for the show. But do you actually, as I I say with everyone, um, how do we know one another? We don't. We don't. (laughs) don't, really, but we do. So, I mean, you, you, I mean, basically you're my first, this probably sounds narcissistic, but you're my first like fan of the show that I don't know that became a fan of the show. And now you're on my show because I was like, I have the most awesome listeners. I mean, I don't even, I just, you're just awesome. You're just awesome. Oh, well, thank you. So how did you find, how did you even find out about my show? Because I just thought my friends listen, because my mom doesn't even listen to this because she can't be bothered. So I was like, wow. <laughs> well, I love listening to podcasts because originally,
1: mm, probably for a good three years, I was commuting mm, like an hour one way to work. Mm. So you get kind of bored. So I was listening to a bunch of podcasts. Every once in a while, I like to change it up. And I don't honestly, I don't know how I found your podcast. Um, Cause you know, you download random podcasts. Was it maybe new and noteworthy. Maybe probably. No. It's been a while. Um, it's probably new and noteworthy, or I probably just searched a topic and, and you came up. And you sometimes
0: real gay, <laughs> I they brought me. What?
1: <laughs> that sounds like something I would look for. Um, <laughs> so I just I downloaded one, and I'm like, the audio is good, the content's good, this guy's hilarious, and I downloaded the more of them and. I found myself yelling at the radio when you would give really good advice and then when you would give really bad advice. I was like, no, 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 that's not right.
0: Like, I wanted to call in. And, oh, my God. Um, now I want to know, like, when when was, um, when was the time that I gave bad advice that you were like, don't do that. No. The only one that
1: really sticks out in my head was the, the woman who um, had the baby and I think it was her mother-in-law wasn't um, listening to what oh, she yeah. wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, 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 don't start down that. you have to stand up for what's right. She has to listen to you and respect you and
0: what did I say? I thought I would say that, maybe I didn't have uh, to listen.
1: I think you you probably said that for the bigger things, but it was like, don't you know pick and choose your battles, which I get, but oh, man no, you, you were
0: like, choose your <laughs> war and oh see i well you're you're a real mom, I'm not a mom, <laughs> so <laughs> i'm i I mother my dog, that's about it, so oh, we mother
1: our dog too, so. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. I love it. What other podcasts do you like to listen to?
1: Oh, um, well, my commute is significantly shorter now, but I listen to The Mike O'Mara Show, which oh, yeah. um, used to be uh, on the radio here in D.C. Um, and CBS switched hands. So now he does mm-hmm. a podcast, which I really like. It's just three guys sitting around shooting the shit, doing mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in the world, what's going on in their life. Um, so I'll listen to that, and then every once in a while, I'll check in on um, Occasionally Awesome. What is that? Which Neil, oh my God, I'm gonna get, it's two comedians, Neil Brennan and Kevin Christie. Mm. Um, so that's pretty good to listen to. I mean, some stuff, I can't really listen to it at work. Ah. Uh. Um, in case somebody <laughs> walks in my office and. Ah, uh, well, that one. Yeah, won't. but. Well, yeah, uh, but. They're Go really ahead. good. They're funny. They're easy. You know, enjoyable listening.
0: Would you ever do your own podcast or because you know mm. I know that you're a creative type.
1: You know, no, I wouldn't because I don't really like my voice. Like I'm not sure I'm going to listen to this. Oh, because I- I'll listen to it. I'm totally critique it and be like, oh my
0: god, why do you sound oh, like a 50 year old man? No, you sound like young Kathleen Turner before she got like drag queeny, like romancing the stone <gasps> Kathleen Turner. Yeah, you I have think I need low. to make that my Twitter bio. <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> Not when she was Chandler's mom or dad, but uh, but when she was romancing the stone. That, that was, yeah. That's quite a compliment. I appreciate well, you're that. You're welcome. So tell everybody a little bit about, um, just so you live in D.C., tell us a little bit about your life, how you got here, all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, the funny thing about saying I live in D.C. is I don't really live in D.C. Oh, yeah. um, I live between... DC, Maryland, or I'm sorry, DC and Baltimore and Annapolis. So I'm oh. in Maryland, but I'm like 20 minutes from Baltimore, 20 minutes from Annapolis and probably 30 minutes from DC.
0: Oh, that's nice. You've got the best of both worlds, but you're in the suburbs a little. Yeah, I'm in a townhouse, <laughs> which is very suburbia. Okay. Um, so I, oh my gosh,
1: what do you want to know? Um, I don't think anything I do is remarkable. Well, no,
0: but, no, no. You're. I think. I think a lot of my listeners would relate to you because most of my listeners, I'm pretty sure. I don't. This is not a, a exact poll. This is just me knowing. But I'm pretty sure they're usually moms with young children, and you you have a husband, and you have a young child, I do. a really cute child. I think he's cute. He's really but that's cute. Just-
1: Thank you. Uh, so Mike is getting ready to turn three in June, and he is um, a Spitfire. Thank Does you. anybody for, with a 3 Thank you
0: for not naming him like hey Barrel or something weird. <laughs> thank you. Good old Mike.
1: Thank you. <clears throat> hey Barrel was at the bottom of the list. It was an option, but it was at the bottom of the list. Um, we wanted, well, he's named after um, my father and my husband's father, so Michael Allen. Oh. But we wanted a name, and this is... Not mom shaming anyone who named their child Hey I wanted, am. I'm mom shaming them. <laughs> I, we wanted to name him something where he could be a pro football player, but he could also be an accountant. <laughs> like, would you take your child to a doctor with the first name Hay Probably not. Would you take him to Mike? Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's a nice normal
0: name. No, that's true. It's like, poor and Paltrow. Thank God she's rich because nobody would take their kids with Dr. Apple.
1: Nope, totally would not go to Dr. Northwest either.
0: No, 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 you wouldn't. <laughs> wow. Well, wow, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yes. So Mike is almost three. Um, he's a
0: Spitfire. Rupati training. It's a disaster. How's that? Oh, it's a disaster. What is? Well, so what's like the, I, it's a process, isn't it? I mean, it took it me a year to train my dog. Sorry. I I, God, no, you know what? People who say that um,
1: having a dog is like having a kid, they're, kind of right it is kind of crazy we got the dog before we got the
0: kid we were up at 4 a.m we were cleaning piss off the floor. we had to be on a schedule same idea so like how do you and i've heard boys are harder to potty train than girls mm-hmm. it's just, we don't know how to control our penis i guess it's welcome to life um <laughs> so like does he now are you what is the mindset to now like do you i think when i was a kid they really much were, they would say, you know, like around two, two and a half, start potty training your kid, whether they want to or not. Do you do that now? Or do you kind of let them tell you? This is very um, interesting to me. Fill me in. It's a, I want to hear it you all. Know, I, wish,
1: I wish I had the answer. I don't have the answer. Um, my niece, who is two months older than Mike, was potty trained at 18 months. She just went and it was no problem. Mike was a little more of a process. Like he doesn't, really get it we have to remind him um he still has to wear diapers Mm because he's in daycare um he'll sit on the potty only because he gets Reese's peanut butter cups (laughs) (laughs) we are those parents um he calls him cake so everybody thinks we wear our kid cake after he pees on the potty that's not the case we just give him a Reese's peanut butter cup
0: amazing that's amazing
1: (laughs) um and he's very interested in his penis
0: which i imagine about that age not Most guys would be. Does he sit, it's all sitting down right now, right? You're not teaching him oh, yeah. to stand up and pee, right? Okay, that would just Mm-mm. be a piss show, literally. <laughs> it really
1: would. We have, enough,
0: we have enough years ahead
1: of us to clean up the bathroom. Let's not start now. No, he sits and he'll go and he gets very excited. And sometimes we'll say you have to go and he'll say no. He just started wanting to wear his underwear, which is interesting.
0: Which is great, but to wear your underwear, you have to not pee in your underwear.
1: So it's a lot of reminders. Right now we're just kind of seeing, um, you know, seeing where it goes. I don't want to get crazy about it. I got crazy about it in the beginning and it did not work. Uh, I I made everybody crazy, but he's got to be potty trained before preschool in September. So,
0: oh, you got time.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going slow. We're seeing how it goes, but it's kind of crazy to think about. My whole parenting style is it never occurred to me never occurred to me to to give him solid
0: food. It never occurred to me that he had to be potty trained. I don't know why, but none of this stuff occurred to me. Well, and that, that was a good segue because something, oh, I've got to charge my computer. Jesus. I need to be potty trained still too. Um, I'm like, there we go. There we go. Um, So, Talk a little bit about your, because that was another reason that I was like, I need to have this person on my show because your blog is so great. It's so great. Talk about muddling Mama. Um, Tell us what it is and how it kind of, how the genesis of that plays.
1: Sure. Well, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome when I was like 19, which is um, uh, like a hormonal Disease. I hate saying disease because that makes it sound really dramatic, and I don't think it. But one of the side effects is uh, infertility. So oh, okay. tried for a while to get pregnant, didn't work. So we um, went to the local fertility clinic and did this very exciting thing called timed intercourse, <laughs> where they basically—I know how romantic is that. So Whoa. they put you on medication, they monitor my levels, um, and then they say like okay, you need to go have sex on Sunday and hopefully get pregnant. So it was shots and, and all of that. Um, and thankfully uh, we got pregnant the first
0: time. So oh, that's great. Cause that I'm hoping was less expensive than doing IVF, all that.
1: Oh yeah. And um, we were really ready for IVF. I mean, it wasn't cheap, but it, you know, it worked out. We just needed to kind of kickstart my lady parts mm-hmm. um, as I like to say, but during this whole process uh, I was looking online for support and how old was you, by
0: the way, when you are trying to get pregnant?
1: Mike is three. Uh, I was probably like 29.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, I mean, not super old, but not super yeah, young okay. either. Um, and we've been trying for like a good six months and nothing was really taking, but I knew that infertility was um, was possible mm-hmm. um, for me. So, we were able to to get in a little sooner. Most of the time, they tell you to try for a year. But um, So, during this whole process, I was finding what I needed online. I wasn't finding people who have been through my situation or um, could really talk about what I was going through. Uh, Plus there are things that just were annoying. Um, All the acronyms, TTC, CD1, I couldn't keep up with the craziness. Um, And while I wanted to have a kid, I wasn't obsessed with it. Like a lot of people who've dealt with infertility are and that's fine but it just wasn't my story Mm -hmm. so I decided to write my own story uh, and started my blog muddling mama about what I was going through and different things I was encountering and different people I was meeting Uh, and it was a it was a lot of fun just to have this outlet and talk about crazy stuff like god bless my husband who needed to give a sperm sample (laughs) and did a sperm sample and I took it in a paper bag to the doctor's office the next day. And apparently you have to have an appointment. So I'm just driving around
0: with this sperm sample in my car. <laughs> like they wouldn't take your sperm? <laughs> they wouldn't take it. That's... You're like, honey, you have to do this again.
1: <laughs> yes. I felt so bad for him, but it was so funny. I would just imagine being pulled over in the copying, being like, what's in the paper bag? Uh, sperm. <laughs> 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 so I was able to write about all that. And um, a lot of people kind of came out of the woodwork that I knew that were dealing with that. So over the course of the three years, I kind of um, went from how it was dealing with infertility Mm -hmm. to dealing with pregnancy and all the craziness that comes with that to um, now I see it as a love letter to my son Mm because every month I write him just a letter about what happened that month or two months, um, things that have changed with him and Mm -hmm. um, pictures and that sort of thing. And then also just my experience as a mom. So Mm -hmm. I do some product reviews, um, things that I've learned, like the five things you need in your diaper bag, things like that. That a lot of um, a lot of my friends and apparently other readers. Um, I mean, I'm by no means a, a you know Huffington Post level blogger, but uh, it's it's dis- for me.
0: I disagree.
1: <laughs> it's for me and uh, and for Mike and future kids and for my husband. It's just it's a good outlet for me because when I started writing it, I wasn't in a job that let me be creative. Uh, and it's just kind of kept up, which is so strange for me because I have ADHD as well. Mm. So usually I, I start and never finish. But what is it, like four years now? Still going strong. Wow,
0: that's, I, well, I think you hit on something that you had a lot going through my mind in that. But, I mean, that's the reason I I started the podcast is I just did it for me. I just wanted to do this. And you had no idea where it leads. Um and I, I tell that to people all the time that are just wanting to, especially here, you know, people are trying to make it or create something, and I just say, just create something from your heart that you mm-hmm. feel like is going to fill your heart, and then, then you can do the stuff that you need to do that's a little more markety or this or that. But keep doing that thing that just kind of centers you. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely, and because yeah, and it will. You just don't know where that's going to lead. You have no idea. You have no idea.
1: Yeah, and so that has led to another site that I just launched, which is 1241.org. And that's the number 12, the word 4, the number 1.org. Um, because at one point, probably three years ago, mm-hmm. two years ago, mm-hmm. coming up in three years, I was reading, I was looking online for a place to donate my... Kids' diapers because they grow out of them so incredibly.
0: Quick. I thought I thought you were gonna say I was looking for a place to donate my husband's sperm because yeah, I just imagine you driving <laughs> around with like four bags, like someone take this. <laughs> Anybody, I'm just throwing them out the window
1: like I'm in a parade.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you get a sperm and you get a sperm.
1: <laughs> Everybody gets a sperm. Yes, great genes. So I mean,
0: why not spread he makes the wealth? Two kids, it's true. <laughs> Okay. So I'm sorry. You, uh, you're giving out, we're talking about diapers, actually.
1: Yes. Diapers. Um, so I was looking for a place to donate Mike's diapers after Mm -hmm. he outgrew them because literally it's overnight. You put them to bed in a size four, they wake up, mm -mm, don't fit. And if they don't, if they don't fit, shit literally is everywhere. (laughs) Shit is everywhere. Um, so I was looking for a place to donate these diapers and, I stumbled upon the National Diaper Bank, which is actually located in the D.C. area and um, read about this thing called the Diaper Gap, which now is getting a lot of play because the president is addressing it. Oh, wow. Yeah, finally. Thank you. Um, That low income families can't afford diapers because WIC and social services and food stamps do not pay for diapers. And to me, that is completely unacceptable. So through more research, um, I was finding that people who can afford diapers on a regular basis Mm -hmm. were literally scooping the poop out of disposable diapers and drying them out and putting them back on.
0: Wow. Which
1: is disgusting and not sanitary. Um, all, All parents know diaper rash is a nightmare. Um, and painful, and having, sending your kid in a wet diaper, a dirty diaper, will give them severe diaper rash, which causes crying, which causes distress for both the kid and the parents.
0: And it, it can lead to an infection, I mean, if it goes that bad, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, it was just, I was shocked to hear this. It was just unacceptable to me um, that children are suffering because parents can't afford diapers. Uh, and a lot of people say you know oh, cloth diapers that's not an option for low-income families it's a big cost
0: up front and then laundromat and yeah they don't have a washing they would be washing them in a sink or a bathtub it's not it's-, it's not an option um well i shouldn't say that it's not a solution it's not a it's not a practical solution yeah
1: it's really not um and it- We've always been lucky to be able to afford diapers for Mike and have family that always brings diapers when they come to visit. Uh, I could not imagine um, not being able to put a diaper on my kid. That seems like, you know, something-
0: That seems like a basic, honestly, it seems like a basic need, like not being able to bathe or like water right. shelter.
1: Right, so I found out that um, the average baby for the first year of life goes through about 12 diapers a day, which is how I got 12 for one. And I decided for my thirty first birthday, I wanted to collect uh, thirty one hundred diapers and donate them to, uh, like, I guess, it's a food food pantry where I grew up on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Okay. So, after like three days, I had way more than thirty one hundred diapers. <laughs> At the end of the day, I collected. I think the first year was eight thousand diapers, oh and my that's goodness. just through social media and friends. I mean, boxes. Wow. Of boxes were showing up at my door, uh, people just, they were shocked and they wanted to help. So they were throwing all these diapers my way. And then, so I decided, oh, we'll do it again next year. Next year, I got a couple corporation corporate sponsors to work um, from the Eastern Shore where I grew up and we donated 18,000 diapers. It wow. was unfucking believable. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's really <laughs> the only way to to describe it. It was just unfucking fucking believable uh, And so this year, we're gonna do it again in June. However, I decided to take a step back this year. I was actually inspired by one of your podcasts. Oh, really? Uh, I'm gonna screw up the name, Kiermo? Karamo. Karamo, oh, ooh, so close.
0: He is so hot, <laughs> <laughs> Karamo, yeah, ooh, that's was- a hot chocolate stick. <laughs> Sick. I said it's I I pretty, too. Oh,
1: well, you know, he's
0: very, very attractive. Very attractive. Um,
1: But that was not what inspired me. Okay. Um, his uh, throwing up a website overnight inspired me. So in oh. my research, I found out that there are not a lot of options. Um, there are no diaper banks on the eastern shore of Maryland. And so that region is called Delmarva because it's Delaware, Maryland, and then Two counties of Virginia, no resources. So I threw up a website, um, sort of, kind of overnight. Took a, took a couple of days, um, and I listed out resources. I did, you know, had my friends do the research um, for where to find diapers and how to donate diapers. So if anybody on the Eastern Shore of Maryland, Delaware, Virginia needs diapers, hopefully this will be the one stop shop so they can mm-hmm. go and see what's in their county, um, and then it's also
0: do a, something to be really practical, right?
1: Right. Right. Um, because a lot of people were asking me and I don't live there right now, but um, and I don't know how to get diapers from
0: certain places. I don't know what you have to do. And what's like, because I've never been to Maryland. I would love to go. Um, oh, but what's You a- can stay in my basement. <laughs> that sounded creepy. That <laughs> <laughs> a little, little like. cat? Uh, but I will. I will.
1: OK. Um, yeah.
0: So what is, I'm assuming, what's the socioeconomic, is it blue-collar people or what's, is there a lot of it's, poverty in the area?
1: It's very rural, uh, a lot of blue-collar, um, mm. and I would, I'd say a lot of uh, low-income. Mm. Okay. Um, so they need to know what the what their resources are. Mm-hmm. So this is hopefully going to be their one-stop shop, and I'll also host the diaper drive from there next, or I'm sorry, this June. Um, and it's It's been great, getting ready to throw out a press release. Uh, I've had a lot of help from my mom and from my husband, Sam, and uh, my website started, like, designer.
0: A, have you started your own like, non-profit with this and everything? Is it like a, you know, you're like legit? Or is it still just like very grassroots, kind of doing it because Still
1: you very grassroots. I would love to do uh, 501c3 so I can start um, participating in some of the diaper associations. Can you believe there's a, a, a
0: thing? I was just diaper. about to ask, there's diaper associations? <laughs>
1: Um, but they're the ones that uh, lobbied on the Hill uh, with Obama to, to get some laws passed and, and see some change made. And to do that, you have to be a 501c3. And so that's that's down the line. I mean, literally, I think I started this website maybe two weeks ago.
0: So oh. it's all still very new. And, and, what, and what's the website again? I'll put it in the show notes. But
1: It is the number 12, the word for F-O-R, the number one dot org
0: one dot org, everybody. Well, and let me know when you do decide you want to do the five hundred one c three. I can help you with that, just because. Oh, that'd be we, amazing. Because uh, we did that for camp, so and so a- basically you'll need to find a pro bono attorney in your area, like that will that they want to help people like this. So.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure that's. Not you have to have
0: somebody legal to do it because it's so much paperwork.
1: It sounds like it, it seems very uh, daunting, but hey. If I got some help, then I'll, no, uh, yeah,
0: I'll get it done. A thought. So, what it's been like, so there's so I've been making notes a little bit while you're talking because I don't want to interrupt you because you have so many pearls. Um, you're just inspiring. And so, what it's been, I, I think for you, is there like one? Um, what has been the most surprising thing to you? And I'm going to go back a little bit to the blog and starting the blog. Well, I guess in with 12 for one, what has been the most surprising thing to you in it all? Like, uh, uh, it, yeah, that's it. The-
1: well, I think what's been the most surprising about my blog
0: is that people actually read it. It's good. You're a good writer. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, I read uh, it. I'm not a mother. I read it. I relate but- to it.
1: I hope I put some funny stuff in there. Um, well, well, everyone, I will, I will say that.
0: Sorry, I asked you a question. Now I'm going to answer. <laughs> uh, but I, I relate to the fact that you. Um, I love that. Oh, sorry, that's blab. Somebody's giving us hands up. See the little that—that that means they like what I'm saying. So thank you, thank you, whoever did that. Um, but so I love that you admit that you do not have the answers. What did you say earlier? You're a mom. What did you say? You coined a phrase. It was such, you said.
1: Oh, I said, I'm a, oh, my parenting style is it didn't occur to me.
0: Oh, yes. And I love that because I think, I think there's so, I think there's pressure on parents. Um, on equal. Well, no, probably more for mothers, but just that you should be, have you read this book? Have you read this? Have you like that? You should know all the answers, and it's uh, how would you know all the answers to that? I don't even—I didn't know all the answers. People ask me, "Well, how do you do a podcast?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm still kind of figuring it out. I don't know all the tech stuff. I just have somebody that helps me." So I can't imagine like raising a life, you know.
1: It is—it is fly by the seat of your pants, at least for me. I—I I don't think I read any books. I mean, I read some of the funny books. I read a—you know. The interesting ones, but I
0: didn't read. I not um, read what to expect when you're expecting. Now, did, no, no, but do you feel like there is a did you feel like kind of your blog and your stance on, um, on being you know a parent who's just doing what they can in the moment as well as trying to do the best for their child? Do you feel like that's uh supported in the mom community or do you feel like it's countering? To, to what a lot of moms feel, do you think moms feel pressure or get pressure?
1: I think parents feel pressure. I would like to say I don't feel pressure, but I do. I really do, um, especially with the potty training stuff. Um, sometimes I really do have to take a step back and be like, calm, calm down. This is not good for anybody. This mm-hmm. is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I think about what my brother said. And My brother is hilarious, and he's five years younger than I am. and. His daughter is two months older than Mike, so we share a lot of the same um, trials and tribulations, awesome. if you will. Um, and he always said, "If a baby can thrive in the ghetto, your kid is going to be fine." <laughs> so.
0: I did think about that. I'm like, "How did cave people do this?" Like, literally, how did cave people do this? I don't care. Right. And Sam,
1: my husband Sam, and I always joke. Well, what did Hitler's mom do? We don't want to do that. <laughs> How how would Mrs. Hitler handle this situation?
0: <laughs> your son is going to be a smart ass.
1: Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, yes. He's going to be. He already is. Already is. Um, but okay. there is so much pressure to get your kid um, into the best preschool and to have him talking at a certain time. And
0: Oh, yeah. Um, we have a question at pre- preschools. Today. Oh, that's. Yeah. Very, we'll get, yeah, get there. We'll get Absolutely. there. We'll get there. That's a little that's a little teaser if you're wanting to know about children pre that's a teaser all. And it's
1: it's hard too to to share your experience because it comes across as as mommy sharing or shaming, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah.
1: And so even if I'm just sharing my experience, it could offend somebody mm-hmm. um because it's not what they did. You don't have to do everything the way your parents did, your your brother did, your husband did. I, it's just you have to
0: do it your own way. I, I love that. I literally just shared the last 30 seconds of our conversation on Twitter because I love that. I think that it's a little teaser for people for next week. <laughs> well, so, well, okay. We, I know we need to answer questions because I love people. Um, and I love <laughs> them for writing in. But you're so freaking interesting. We, oh, we, thanks. You're going to have to do another show. I want you to be on, like, the talk and, like, the view. You need to be like, I love... Could you do that? Would you be nervous? I think you'd be great at it.
1: I wouldn't be nervous. Um, I don't know if I could handle. You would drink. You would drink
0: before. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For for sure. No, but I would love for you to be. I would love. I just want you to be able to. Because who knew about the diaper gap? I don't think. I sure didn't. Yeah, I and (laughs) I think that that's that's just such a that again. That's just like a no brainer thing for us to support as a community. I love it. Um, I love it. I love you. Okay, let's get into some questions because people do, you know, we want to help them. So, all right. Uh, we've got three questions today. Okay, we're going to get to this last qu- – we're going to do number three first because this poor guy, Gerald, he wrote, like, weeks ago, and I keep going long shows, and shows. I keep <laughs> putting this question last and cutting it. So, we're going to get to that first. So, um, Gerald says um, – Dear Maddie, what's the hardest thing you think people have to overcome in life? For me, it's been my inability to deal with anxiety and panic attacks. But thankfully, I've gotten a handle on it in the last five years. Still, as a therapist, I wanted to know your opinion. If there's anything you think everyone has to deal with. Good for you, Gerald. For I'm glad that anxiety and panic attacks are your take. That's a big deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, Absolutely. hello, Anxiety raising my hand. Um mm-hmm. But so, yeah, one thing that you think everyone has to deal with. I mean, that's pretty general, but I mean, we can't speak for everybody in the world. But let's let's pretend we can.
1: I would like to think I can speak for everyone.
0: Please um, do. Jackie Wiseman. please do. <laughs> Weisland, please do. <laughs> um, diaper guru. That's what I'm calling the diaper guru.
1: Hey, I love that. I
0: diaper love guru. No, people. that sounds weird. No. Mm, mm. I take it, though. OK,
1: um, you know, I think everybody has to, I don't know if it's overcoming, but everybody has to uh decide their own path and I think that's difficult uh, for anybody to decide what they believe in, what's important to them, where they want to go from day to day. Mm-hmm. Uh that that's a tough question.
0: Yeah, I honestly for me and maybe I'm just saying this cuz I'm a big old queen, but for me, but I know, I think this is true. I think for the hardest thing for everybody to come in life is to be comfortable with who you are. I, right. I I don't know. I feel like if you are if you are if you intend to be the tr- truthful version of you. I think that's it. I think that's why I do love we were talking before we recorded about Wonder Woman and me excited about the new Donna Justice. Wonder <laughs> Woman's the best part of the movie. <laughs> Wonder Woman is the best part. Um she's such a badass but that didn't make her a bitch. I'm so happy about it. Um anyway, Sorry, Gay D.D. But I do think that the, what I loved about Wonder Woman, it's all about she has like the lasso of truth and she is about like just living your truth and being truthful. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to do. If you can just be the most truthful version of yourself and extend that in the most truthful way, then you're winning at life. Then you're killing life.
1: I agree. And that's um, hard to hard to do.
0: That is hard to do. So. All right, then. Well, Gerald, there you go. Twenty nine. Uh, you know what I realized? I got. I'm gonna have to. We were talking about this podcast that's up right now with Misty Levine. We. I was talking to her, and I realized I didn't do Chatty Maddie's with her. I totally forgot. And I
1: listened to it yesterday. Didn't even remember. I didn't
0: remember either. Maybe we, I totally forgot. So I'll make sure to do that with you. Don't worry. you (laughs) All right. So let's, let's go back to the top. This is a question from Cynthia age 51 years old. Cynthia, thank you for listening and writing in. I appreciate it. This is dear Maddie. I have a son who is 19 years old and I'm fairly certain he is failing his freshman year of college. His father and I are divorced and his father pays for his school. So I don't see a report card or anything. My son tells me school is fine, but he is still living at home. With me, but I rarely see him and I never see him studying. I keep trying to get him to spend a night at home and focus, but he won't listen. He says he goes to the library, but I've driven by there twice and he told me that he was not there. He lives at home now to save money, but if he, but if he stops going to college, I'm going to tell him he has to pay rent or move out. Am I being too harsh? Thanks. This is Cynthia, age fifty one. You're smiling. You're smiling, Jackie <laughs> Wiseman, diaper guru. What are you this smiling is- about?
1: This is so hard because so Mike is three, I don't have to deal with that. Um, I know where he is every day. Um, but I was a nineteen-year-old college freshman.
0: Oh, where'd you go to college?
1: I went to Marymount University in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, Lincoln, you miss it. Uh, what did you, you study? <sighs> a lot. Um, but my degree
0: is in communications and event management. Well, look at that. That's why you know put things together. So, okay, you were saying so you remember being nineteen and in college.
1: Yes. And I'm going to date myself here, but my freshman year first semester was 9-11 and Arlington is five. Well, my college was five miles from the Pentagon. Oh, wow. And adjusting to that first year of college was just, it was hard. It yeah. was really, really hard. And um, I lived on campus, mm-hmm. but it just, you know, it's your first time kind of being on your own and not having to report to class at 8am and leave at 430. And um, teachers are, are putting more trust in you or expecting more of you. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, I just heard some. I wish I knew who what said it and I would credit them. I don't know if I read it or heard it, but it's like you go from being a high school senior where you have to ask for permission to go to the bathroom, cut to nobody gives two shits what you do.
1: Right. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. And she's not going to like what I'm going to say, um,
0: but she needs to What's well, Truth Talk. Hashtag it Truth is. Talk. Let's get, ooh, I'm going to share this on Twitter. Truth <laughs> Talk. What are we telling some moms? You got to back off. He's,
1: he's, it's sink or swim time, baby. You gave him 18 years of, of knowledge, and now you just have to push that little birdie out of the nest and, and sink or swim. Um, it, and at this point, if he's not going to class, there's got to be a reason why. Yeah, Uh, Is college not the right choice for him? Because college is not the right answer for everybody. Um, A lot of people go for a year, and they're like, screw this. This is not for me. And live very successful lives. So if he's failing out, he needs to own it. He needs to have that that experience and figure out the next step in his life. And for sure, he needs to pay rent. Otherwise, he's going to be living in your basement for 30 years. And you don't want
0: that. No, she doesn't want that. You're actually going to be nicer than me because Sherilyn, sugar, you need to get a hobby, Sherilyn, besides your son. This is, I mean, I love you, Sherilyn, because you sound like a really, and I mean it, you sound like a great mom, a very, oh, for sure. a very invested mom and in that you care about your son. But I don't even know if your son is flunking out college. He just might be, this is college. They don't always go to the library to study. I mean- You never know. For me, except for music theory and algebra, college was not really that hard for me. And I'm not not the smart – I am definitely. If you listen to this show, you know (laughs) I'm not really super smart. But it just – a lot of it's just kind of going to class. And I don't even – I think you're just assuming a lot, Sherilyn. Like there's no – as I a lot of times in therapy we talk about where's the evidence to support your thoughts. And I don't know – so maybe like Sherilyn, I would suggest actually sitting down and thinking, okay, and and writing, uh, making like a list of evidence. What are the actual facts of the situation? And I think maybe there's things you're not putting in this question. Obviously, I don't know your life girl, but if you're writing this out, how do you know he's not attending class? You know, you, Uh, You have no idea. Your son's obviously not going to be this actually might be a good sign that your son is in home a lot studying. It might be from a social perspective. Your son's actually being engaged in college. He has he's making friends. I mean, that's what you want. And he's going to do better in college if he feels like he has some type of um, support and uh, community within school, granted, he could like find a community that just wants to smoke pot and drink all day and play video games, and therefore he (laughs) would flunk out. But like you said, I mean, that's on him. I I just think that, I think a lot of people, and I'm not a parent, so I have two beautiful nephews that I love with all my heart, um, and my dog. But still, when you bring a child into this world, they're not yours to own. They're, They're yours to, they're not. Your son is not your property. They're gonna mm-hmm. already at the age you saw, at the very early age, they start doing what they wanna do and experiencing life the way they want to experience, very young. And Cheryl and Sugar, I think you just I think you just wanna there's some really smart saying and I can't think of it, where like if you hug something to life close, you you decapitate it? No, you choke it. I don't know. This isn't yes, coming. This is what? You squish it. I don't know. This I just <laughs> butchered that. This is. I'm not fucking Maya Angelou, okay? I don't know. Basically, you're squeezing your son too hard, sugar. I think I And maybe he'll tell you more if you're not like, uh, you know, a shadow over him. Let it go. Mm-hmm. That's just that. Yeah. Really get a hobby, Sherilyn.
1: Awesome. collect diapers like me. Also, from a, a standpoint of a mom, a parent, you don't. I get that you don't want your child to to feel pain or have any um challenges or troubles or struggles or anything like that, but that's what's gonna make him stronger. Um like Britney. Yeah. Oh God. I if I oh I would sing in a heartbeat. But stronger. You
0: know, yeah. Do you love Britney?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Who doesn't love Britney?
0: Bebe people. People, yeah. people
1: don't love Britney. Um, no friends of mine. No friends,
0: yes, okay. <laughs>
1: um so yeah you gotta let him make mistakes and let him learn from them and if you know as maddie said if he even isn't going if that's even the situation
0: if that's the yeah like honey i think you're making up a lot so really write up that list of the evidence and honestly if you think there's a problem then i don't know what how you got divorced but then you need to talk to his father and like y'all need to you need to get past your shit and be adults. I don't know how long. I'm, divorces are hard. I get it. Somebody, it could have been really bitter. But at the same time, that that's not your kid's fault. And maybe your kid probably doesn't want to, maybe that's another reason that he doesn't want to talk to you, both of his parents. Because, um, you know, I know, I can speak from experience of, my brother was a freshman whenever my parents got, or sophomore, whenever my parents got divorced. And I think that played into, I remember my brother feeling like home quote-unquote home was gone for him. And you already feel that anyway. When you go to college, you go back after, you know, how you go for like two or three months for college and then you go back home and it feels different and it feels kind of weird in your stomach and it just, it doesn't feel exactly the same and you're not used to that. Um, I think that's the same thing here, Sherilyn. I think that maybe your son is really trying to figure out what is home for him. Um, And P.S., I agree with you. He needs to pay rent. Come on. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean... There's nothing. Yeah, there's Sherilyn. I, Sherilyn, I want to give you a hug. But, uh, you know, this made me think of another You kind of just talked to me. You jokingly said, yeah, I do diapers. But how I feel like you do this because you're doing things. I, I have so many moms. And I'm going to say I'm not a mom. and I might get backlash for this. But I'm going to say I think it's a mistake. Because I see, see this especially, I think, more so in the South. But I think it's everywhere. We're so many moms, and I've talked about this on the show before about prioritizing your life. I feel like so many moms kind of give up their life for their child and i I get that i but their mm-hmm. life totally becomes their child, and i don't I disagree with that I think that there's that as a parent as a if you're married as a couple, your life needs to not be about your husband. it needs to be about you your relationship with your husband, but also you doing your own things and having your own individuality and things you feel like that. Are yours and that you can cultivate on your own. How do you, and I'm, I, you do that, Jackie Wesman. I think you do <laughs> it quite well. So, was that a conscious choice for you as a mother? Or again, did that happen naturally for you? Is it something you think about? It is something I think about
1: um, because at the end of the day, hopefully my little birdie's gonna leave the nest and it's just gonna be me and my husband. And where it's a lot of hours to fill, and as much as I love him, I still need my own, my own. Hobbies and interests, um, and I, I think I do do that. It's hard with a toddler. In fact, um, I can't believe I forgot to mention this earlier. I did write into the show, and you did give me good advice. Oh,
0: good! Uh, oh, good. <laughs> good! Good, good, good.
1: Um, it Woo! was it was wonderful. So I wrote in about how I feel like a shitty friend because I just weekends. I work full time. Weekends oh, are hard. Yeah, yeah, Right, um, but there are other ways to connect with people that are not. Centered around your kids, centered around play dates. Uh, there's a lot of things that I'm interested in, even stupid things like TV shows and magazines mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with my child, uh, nothing to do with my husband. It's you know, reading Us Weekly is is me time. It's something I'm interested
0: in. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. No,
1: uh, it is important because at the end of the end of the day, all of this could be could be gone. My little birdie will go away.
0: Exactly. Oh, your little bird. <laughs> what TV shows are you into right now?
1: Mm, well, it's kind of hard right now. There's not very much on TV that's good. I love the Carmichael Show, I don't which know is this. back. I don't know that. It's it's really funny. It's smart funny. Okay. Um, very good. Um, Gilmore Girls. I've been watching the reruns. Oh like, my gosh! I'm so
0: excited for the for the. 4 episode revival, I I cannot wait. This is uh, I won't say too. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Well, my. I had a little. I don't know what I. Anyway, my friend who has been on the Dear Maddie show. I'm not going to say what he or she does, but they're they work for an organization and they're interviewing somebody from the Girl More Girls. It's <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, That's
0: shut saying. your face. That's anyway, yeah, I'm super, I'm sad Alyssa McCarthy's not coming back, but I maybe know. she'll be back for a later movie. I don't, Amy Sherman, it sounds like a little bit, I love Amy Sherman Paladino for what she creates, but come on, she got fired from her own show. So like, yeah. she can be difficult. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now do you watch, maybe this is too intense, but do you watch the Americans? Do you like the no. I normally don't, but I love that show and it's back and it is good
1: my parents love the americans so i really need to get on that um every friday night um my husband and i have what we call a stay date mm-hmm. where we feed the kid whatever he wants to eat for dinner because we
0: just don't oh care my at God. this point a stay date, i love this <laughs> hashtag stay date.
1: <laughs> and then we put him to bed and then we order in dinner and we watch a show we've been watching jane the virgin now we're doing the carmichael show um and it's like no technology and we just chill and eat chinese
0: food in bed and it's wonderful i lo- i'm 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 tweeting this right now Stay date stay dating oh so I, I this is awesome um the, well the americans is very good if you're it's it's intense but it's very 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 good what sorry we can talk about tv forever but we have questions so <laughs> let's go to gina age 27 uh gina says uh Dear Maddie, I am a new mother of a three year old and my husband, uh, uh, sorry, a little typo. I'm a new mother of a three year old and my husband and I live in Los Angeles. As I'm sure you know, schools are very competitive here and very expensive here. We are debating when my daughter gets older that I might quit my job and homeschool her. What do you think about homeschooling? I worry about the social aspect, and it's something I never thought I would consider, but public school in Los Angeles is just not an option. What is your shrink opinion? First of all, I'm not a shrink. I don't, I don't mind the term, <laughs> but I just want to say I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, just a, a, a therapist. Anyway, love your show so, so, so much. Thank you, Gina. Um, it makes my commute better. Well, good. Good, Gina. I'm happy. I'm proud for you that you were able to write in. I appreciate you listening. All right. homeschool. What do we think about? Ooh, I love it every time I bring a question to you. I'm excited for people to see the blab because you make good things. <laughs> You're like, don't play poker, girl. Don't play poker. Oh no, I'm so bad
1: at poker. Um I, I have to preface everything I say about parenting with this is this is my opinion. What you choose to do is, is what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen people do really well with homeschool, and I've seen people do really bad with homeschool. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm on the other side of the country. I don't know what schools are like They're not She's
0: right. There is maybe, unless you live in like Culver City, um, which is really hard to live, to get in to live because people don't want to move because of the schools. I think like in the radius of um, almost all of greater Los Angeles, almost all of the public schools are really terrible. And okay. um, And like I have a friend who, send her kid to a private school, which is like, I mean, you can spend $20,000 a year on a private school. Ooh. Like, I mean, at least 10, at least very, expensive. yeah, very expensive. And so finally what a lot of people do, which people talk about this, like, Oh yeah. You just, it, it, the way they talk about it is like, um, they do a lottery, but it, it, it's shocking to me because, they're doing a literally a lottery for their child's education, but they talk about it like, oh, yeah, that's the bank drive through window. You. you just go around, go through the drive through, get your money. That's how you do it. It's so just like it's part of the everyday. But literally, my friend put her daughter's name in a fucking hopper and they draw uh-huh. her name. And that is, if she gets into a charter school, that is the basis of her child's education to me. And that's just, yeah, I, I'm like, that's you what wonder why it. China can kill us? Because, <laughs> because we're doing a fucking lottery for schools. So they're really right. bad like, out here. Yeah. It's the same
1: way in DC. Um where we live now, public schools are really great. And I'm a big proponent for public schools. My my mom um has kind of worked her way up in public schools yeah. in the leadership end of things. So Mike is gonna go to a public school. That said, um he can't go to a public preschool. So we're looking for a preschool now, which is really, which is an interesting process. Um, mm. And you can read about it on my blog because it never occurred to
0: me. I had to, <laughs> I, to I, Yeah, I love that. You were like, oh, <laughs> I love that post. You were like, we're just sitting there. I was like, oh. <laughs> Shit, we have to go get on a waiting
1: list? <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so there, there are a couple options. Um, we are Unitarian so we're not affiliated mm-hmm. really with the church. Um
0: Unitarians are the best. <laughs> I am not a religion no. <laughs> person. I love God and Jesus and all that. Uh Buddha, yeah. but Unitarian is the best.
1: You we love catch all. You love
0: everyone. Come Except on, in for for a haters. You know what? you love the haters too. You love everyone. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So we don't really have the option of going to what well, we do, but we we don't personally. Of a lot of the church schools around here. As for homeschooling, i sure as shit couldn't do it you do not want me to educate you
0: past the age of like five <laughs> mike why don't you know your audition it never occurred to my mom <laughs> yeah she didn't think i needed it she Didn't think i needed it <laughs> yeah you told me <laughs> yeah the poor kid the sats would not go well
1: <laughs> um so i think in my opinion if if you're not sure about homeschooling don't homeschool Get your kid in a preschool, find out what those parents are doing. Maybe there's an option you didn't think of, like a co-op school. Mm-hmm. I know our Montessori uh, preschool here goes up to the age of eight. And I mean, it's, it's not cheap, but it's not crazy expensive either. Um, I think homeschooling done right is great, but it's hard to do right. I mean, you gotta have structure and resources and things I don't, I don't have and don't really care to know.
0: Well, yeah, I think it's um, I think you have to be very organized. I have a couple of Facebook friends that one of my friends, Shannon, she's like, she's killing it at homeschooling. She does like a because I she is a, but I went to college with her, so I remember her. She was the person that like organized the choir tour and was the assistant. She's like the type A personality that just really in, thrives in that kind of environment. I think Regina, I. Honestly, Gina, I think you need more information. And I don't think, honestly, um, I didn't know if you were, but I don't think you are either. I don't think we're the two people to give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a knowledge in this. I think what is a beautiful thing is the internet. And so, and and I mean, not just, but not just reading websites, but finding communities. I think from a social aspect, I know if you live in Los Angeles, I know people in Los Angeles that do homeschooling and that like there are, Sports leagues. There are academic leagues that are made for homeschooling here. So I think, Gina, that actually you're lucky that you live in Los Angeles, because if you did homeschool, you could find out um, uh, you could find resources that um, where you could teach your children school that also provide a community aspect. Like I also know one of my neighbors, they go to a school that the parents Teach like each of the parents teach a class one day a month.
1: Yeah, so like a co-op, setup. like a co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so I just think, Gina, what you needed, uh, who you need to talk to are moms and dads that are going through this right now, um and not this mom, and not and not this queen. So <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. So I, I that's what I'm going to say to you. I think that, but should you worry about the social aspect of schooling your ch- child? Yes. You should um I think that's secondary almost to the education part you need to make like you said you need to make are you a are you a competent teacher are you going to be a good teacher for your for your daughter um, but yeah I, I you do I do know people if this was like hey, I want to homeschool my kid in Oklahoma because I remember that that I would be a little more worried about the social aspect because in Oklahoma there's not unless you live in a big city and if you're rural there's not these organizations set up for like playdates and social interaction for homeschool. There's not. Because I remember some kids were homeschooled in Lone Grove. And I'll be honest, they were fucking weird. They didn't know (laughs) socially how to interact with us very well. Um, And I do think that was a problem. But I think you're fine in LA. Just get some more information, girl. Mm -hmm. Good luck. It's it's hard. Good luck. Um, Okay, so let's move on to Celebrity Shit the Bed. So, where we talk about anything in the pantheon of life? I don't even know if that's the right way to use a word. But um, what, what's been going on in your head this week? Hamilton. All oh. things Hamilton. Obsessed with the musical. It's coming to Los Angeles. So I'm very excited. But I don't know oh. if I'll be able to get tickets.
1: I, if you have to camp out starting tomorrow, do it for me. Do Please, it. go see it for me. So, are
0: you a musical theater? Okay, so, people, <laughs> Hamilton is, uh, is the musical on Broadway right now. It's not um it's the musical. It's about Alexander Hamilton. It's people are fucking like it's like Beatlemania with Hamilton. People love it so much. I haven't listened Me. to it yet. Yeah, you. Oh my God, you have to listen to it. And all of the guys in there are gorgeous. They're all gorgeous. Yes, yes. They are. Oh. I, I'm actually really into right now um, uh, Sarah Bareilles. that she put off a new CD for waitress. Ooh, I haven't listened. You to know that they're yet. doing the musical Waitress. Mm-hmm. I think it's right, right. I think it's maybe on Broadway now. I wish it would wait because I think it's really good, but it's not going to win anything because of Hamilton. And I yeah. Wait, 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 wait for this to go to Broadway because I like Sarah. I love Sarah Bareilles anyway, but, and I love Waitress. I, have you seen that movie with Carrie? Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, I, that I remember movie. liking it. This musical is so good. Anyway, um, but we're talking about Hamilton. Uh, so what what do you love about Hamilton? I am not a
1: history person. Mm-hmm. I am, I love it. Uh, and to, yeah, I have zero idea. Um, you could just say, is Hamilton, was he a president? And I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I don't know. Yeah. Don't care. He's on a dollar bill,
0: not a dollar, he's on the 50, 100, ten. H- 10. 10. Okay. So, oh my God, I knew something you could I'm, I'm an American. American. <laughs> How's that public school education? Yeah, yeah, by? I know. <laughs> he, he always says, you were educated by pigs in a one room
1: classroom. <laughs> Um, I love. First of all, I love um, Lynn Manuel Miranda is the the writer of the play and also stars in it. I love his the whole concept that it's all done in hip hop and rap music because it lends itself well to the time. You know, the uprising and a lot of rap and hip hop music comes from uprising. So that's like a concept that is so duh, but I would never. You know, you don't think about it till somebody says it. The music is amazing. The fact that everyone in the play is a minority is amazing. I have never once wanted to sleep with a founding father, until I started listening to this soundtrack, and I'm like, "Damn, that Hamilton's got it going on." Um, <laughs> and then you see like the actual picture of, of you know, the white guy Hamilton. Well, actually, and I don't
0: think he was white. I was listening oh, on NPR. I think he was. Uh, I gonna... was well, from the Caribbean. Yeah. So... so like he has like a. Is it Caribbean Latin? Probably. I want to look up Alexander Hamilton race. <laughs> I think you didn't know about Alexander Hamilton. Let's see. Uh, well, he lied about his age. Who um, does? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, he was in a political sex scandal. Uh, yep. Um Let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't. Let's see. It doesn't say. Does it talk about his race in this? No, it doesn't. Screw you. But I remember seeing on NPR or, or he. Well, I mean, yeah, he was part. I guess it would, could be considered black. I anyway. Yeah. It, it it's. I don't know. I don't know Hamilton. <clears throat> I don't know Hamilton. So, but yeah. Either way. Anyway, when you see the picture of him, you're like, mm, he looks pretty I white. Can't see him. He looks real white. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Either way, he does not look like the sex symbol who's, you know, sleeping with all these people. And uh, so I I love being able to to hear the soundtrack and learn about Hamilton. I mean, if if every historical figure had a rap Broadway written about it, I would be all over that. Um, it, it's such a cool way to learn. And what it's doing for kids in school is such a cool way to learn. They're mm-hmm. real big. Um, the cast is doing a lot of um history and schools, they're all really involved and really passionate about it, which I just, I love that. I love it. Um, Yeah,
0: it sounds like, it's just like the perfect pieces of all puzzles. Because I also love the diversity aspect as well. It's like, I I just love it. I love it. I love it. It reminded me, like, I also, this is a little bit of a segue, but that you've read Harry Potter, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Jacket-wise, but I can't! I can't.
1: <laughs> I have I, not read Harry Potter.
0: I don't. I know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You would. You know what? If you don't have podcasts, listen to it. The audiobooks are amazing with Jim Dale. Amazing of Harry because I I read the back of a book, so I listen to a lot of audiobooks, so I don't cheat and read the back of the book. Oh gosh. And you don't want to do that in Harry I'm Potter. Honest.
1: I promise I will listen to. as, the as audio a mother, books. your it's child like, needs okay. to read this. I know.
0: I know. I know.
1: I have a hard time with fantasy books, but
0: it's no, it's different. It's not fantasy. Okay. It's our life that we want. It's so okay. good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I promise I'll listen. I'll start listening to the audio book. Okay. Okay. It's really, It's so good. But anyway, you know, in the movie, there are three white Britons or you know, Hermione's the main character, but I love it they, uh, JK Rowling wrote a play that's going up, I think, in the West End in London, and which is their version of Broadway. And um she uh they cast a black actress as Hermione, and there's been a big uproar about it. But she said, I love that she said in the book I described Hermione as brown eyes, bushy hair, and clever. Sounds good to me. And I was like, I fucking love you, JK Rowling. I love J.K. Rowling.
1: Yeah, well, I've I've seen like a lot of interviews with her and stuff, and she seems really She's amazing. Amazing! I just, just got to get on the Harry Potter train. Yeah, to Hogwarts, you actually get on
0: a train <laughs> to Hogwarts. Have you just seen the movies?
1: I saw one of them.
0: Oh, that's good. No, 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 that's good. Because the movies, <laughs> Did I no, myself? the movies aren't. Yes, the movies. Because you're almost like a virgin. The movies are they're fine. They're I like the third one the best probably. Or the last one. But they're nothing compared to the books. They're nothing compared to the books. So, Oh, yeah. I always read the books. Regardless. 20, why did I almost say 2018? 2016. We're doing, doing this. Oh, oh, God. I just fast-forwarded two years. All right, <laughs> Slow down. Okay. Well, I'm going to do what I did not do with Misty Gillespie Levine. And we're going to do Chatty Maddy questions right now. Because
1: All right.
0: I'm going to stick to a format. Stick to a fucking format, Matt. Um, woo! This coffee kicked in. I'm awake! All right, all right. It's early for me. We're doing an early podcast. All right, Chatty Maddie question number one. Hopefully you have answers to all these because you've listened to them a jillion times. Um, I think so. So do you remember the questions? Maybe you can tell them to me.
1: Mm, My memoir.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's one. Mm -hmm.
1: My favorite scent.
0: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's all I remember. Okay, that's pretty good. So what is your favorite childhood smell?
1: (sighs) Oh, I have... Well, childhood smell would be... Our favorite scent, yeah. uh, I have two. I have Thanksgiving at my parents' house because my mom would always get up early and do the turkey. So then like, you wake up and the house is all warm and it smells all herby and and Um, family would come over. It was just cozy and sweet and just a happy memory. Um, And currently, this is going to sound crazy. I am like the crazy diaper lady. I love the smell of clean diapers. That is. It's just this...
0: Fresh, it just clean baby smell. Like and, you open the and box and it hits you. Yeah, wow. I love that. Somebody should make it. a per- you should make a perfume called Clean Diapers. Clean diaper? Yeah, see I, I'm saying, hey, a lot of people like that kind of you know uh um, Yeah, just fresh. Mm, I love that. Okay, that's a good that's a good one. So <laughs> what would be the name of your memoir? It didn't occur to me. Yeah duh, come on. <laughs> that's so great. It's so great. <laughs> Did not like it did occur to me. to me I need to write a memoir. Uh, right. I love that so much. Um, what is so? What is the best piece of advice that you wished you had taken earlier? I wrote a blog about this maybe a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, my
1: mom's advice to me was buy it in every color, and i never take that advice. But when you find, and I need to, when you find something you like, clothing wise, pants, shoes. Perfect. You gotta buy it in every color because it's you're never gonna find it again. And uh, yeah, buy it in every color. <laughs> okay, I love. That. <laughs> True life lessons being taught that,
0: here. I'm tweeting that right now. <laughs> life buy yeah. in every color.
1: That's yep.
0: Amazing. Um. <laughs> oh, that made me giggle. So. <laughs> oh. That's, I can hear your mother like, I don't know why I'm going to make her sound like a New York Jewish, but Jackie in every color, every color, Jackie. What is your mom like? Are you and your mom close? Oh, we're super close. Um, you have Spitfire? Or is she yeah, gentle? She's very
1: sarcastic, um, but you kind of have to be in our family to keep up. Mm. So, but she's just, she's just super sweet. She's just the nicest person. She's warm and inviting and funny and um she's not jewish <laughs>
0: i don't know why i said that i <laughs> we're not from new york
1: um she has a little bit of a southern accent i call it the eastern shore dialect oh really where we say stupid stuff and we don't realize it's stupid until we get out of the eastern shore and it's like what, what God, are, you are you talking
0: about the Shore people say
1: it's probably a little more southern like i'm gonna sit over here i'm gonna sit down oh. um and then uh I have to haul into town if you need to go get something and you don't want to, you haul. But if you need to go get something and you want to, you slip. So I got to haul into town to get, you know, beer. I got to slip into town and have lunch with a friend.
0: Does that come from like shipping terminology? Like, because there's so much. No idea. I don't even know. I've no never heard idea. that. I love that. I got I got to haul into town. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. That was terrible. Um, and my favorite
1: was madder than a wet hen, which I think oh. is probably a Southern thing. I think it.
0: I just feel like that's an American thing at this point. You know what I mean? It's so. Well, people look at me like I'm insane. Really? When you say yeah. madder than a wet hen? Oh, yeah. People are stupid. Get out. <laughs> Stop <laughs> homeschooling yourselves and not getting social.
1: Yes. I'm kidding, yes. I'm kidding. Um, homeschooling
0: works. But get out. So, my
1: <laughs> so she's she's just, she's amazing. That she's a lot of fun.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that. Um all right. Uh so chatting Matty number four. What day would be your be your groundhog day? The day you'd live over and over. Ugh.
1: Well, I know you always talk about the day you had your baby. Not you, but yeah. the day people have their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would not be a day to relive because I don't really remember a lot of it. The whole the whole pregnancy was great. The delivery was great. Everything was great, but it was just a fall.
0: Well, also, I know a lot of people that one guy said, uh, one of my guests said, I don't, who was it? I don't know. It was a guy, but he said that was not the best. That was stressful. Oh, my friend Tom Avery. He said, well, The day my children were born was very stressful.
1: I don't think it was stressful. I think it was just
0: confusing. Yeah. I mean, all,
1: all of a sudden you got like this little human that you have to take care of, and you're in a hospital and you're like, this, they're not letting me leave with, yeah. with this kid, right? Yeah. Like, this doesn't make it doesn't sense. Make sense. Um, now, are you have other wedding... children
0: or are, you, are y'all done?
1: Oh, no. I think we're going to have another one. Okay. I want another one. Um, so we'll see. We'll see.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this... Groundhog Day.
1: <laughs> um, you know, my wedding day was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Because I decided I wasn't going to stress out about it. And everything, for the most part, went according to plan. Uh, and we really made it about us. And it was a time when... Our family and friends were together, and you know we were happy, and we've been together for a long time. And I think everybody was just relieved that we were actually getting married. <laughs> um, so I'd relive that if I had to do my entire wedding over again, it would be exactly the same.
0: Oh, that's a good, not a lot of brides can say that. So
1: no, I was I was only Bridezilla twice during the whole process, and I'm so proud. of
0: Oh, her. that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, all right, all right. And so, lastly, chatting, Maddie, number five. When are you most inspired?
1: Ooh, I'm inspired all the time, all the time. Everything inspires me Um, It's going to sound crazy, but I think I'm most inspired after I take my medication for ADHD in the morning, because my my brain slows down. I'm able to kind of process the day and what needs to be done. It's Mm. when I'm like the clearest Um, and I can be creative without having 800 things coming at me in my head. Um, but listening to music or reading a good quote in a book or um, via my family, everything I do is for them. Mm-hmm. So they inspire me to, to do better and be better, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'd say everything inspires me.
0: Well, when, I know we're almost finished, but you brought up something that I forgot I wanted to talk about. When were you diagnosed with ADHD and mm-hmm. with a young age? I, or?
1: No. Um, I was diagnosed as an adult. So I was 20... So my first job. so like uh, twenty-three, um, but I was definitely ADD through through school. Um, but I had coping skills. Mm-hmm. My parents never wanted to say, wanted to, to to label me as that because they knew it would be a crutch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was doing fine. Um, I was you know very involved, very outgoing, uh, and I did okay grade wise. Um, but as an adult, I just couldn't. Couldn't make it work. I couldn't sit at a desk and and do work. Um, so I've always been since then on Concerta or Adderall, and it is it's a game changer for me. Um, it when I was trying to get pregnant when I was pregnant, I wasn't taking it, and it was it was a challenge. Um, but I've learned a lot of life skills and how I work best, and I'm always so open and honest about it to remove the stigma and to. Just let other people know. My husband, thank God, he knows because that's a whole dynamic that we have to work mm-hmm. work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've learned how to how to work together for things um, and just being honest. Like it's not an excuse, but literally didn't pick that thing up off the floor because I didn't see it. Well, it's just
0: part of the ADHD. Well, and, wow, I love, that's a whole other show. That's a whole, oh, whole Lord, other show. Yes, I I probably should go to the doctor for it. Um. I love you. This was so great. This was so much this fun. Was,
1: this was, like, I don't want to say a dream come true. Oh, That's wow. really fangirl and creepy. <laughs> like, I'm going to wear your skin. But, but this I'm is so a little bit much of an actor, fun. so the
0: narcissist in me kind of loved it a little bit. <laughs> um, thank you. This was very fun. Hope and You see no need to be nervous. You are great.
1: great. Oh, thanks. We're totally having I you back on the show. I didn't tell anybody to, like, shoot heroin or...
0: No, I've done that. Beat their kid. I've done, no, I'm gonna have it. Um, you were fantastic. So tell everybody I know several places people can find you. Uh, they can go to 12for1.org. That's the number 12, uh, the word for and the number 1.org. Um, where else can uh, is it uh, you are uh, you I, I'm just, I'm like saying everything for you. Tell people where they can find you. I'm going to shut the fuck up
1: um i'm on muddlingmama.com and that's m-o-m-m-a.com i'm on twitter at jmw3883 i'm on facebook at jackie m wiseman i think Mm -hmm. i'm on facebook at muddling mama you know just you can find me find me one place you'll find me everywhere
0: there you go well thank you so much for doing this this was such a joy and such a really really good show so and um hopefully i think I know, actually, people are going to be inspired by you from listening to this, just by your honesty, your compassion. And also, you're just like, I love that you obviously, um, you have made a choice to make the best out of life. And that is a choice we have to make every single day. But it's a choice that I think is important for us to to say to this day, I'm going to make the best of this day and to keep doing that. And I think that's how we win life for sure for sure well so for the rest of you that are interested uh uh, in submitting a question for me to probably fuck up and for Jackie to yell at as she <laughs> listens. Go to Dearmaddyshow.com where you can submit questions. You can find everything social media at DMATMAR. This video is going to go up on YouTube if you want to watch it. We a oh. um, And in April, we will. I will start having Dear Maddie uh, videos actually coming up on the YouTube. So look nice. for that. I'll give you links and stuff later. I'm trying to change my YouTube name right now, and it's an ordeal. Because right now it's like YouTube slash 147. And I'm like, no, whatever. Anyway, I love my boyfriend, but I wish I wish he was a tech nerd. He's somewhat. He's somewhat. But I still have to pay for it. Not through him. I don't pay for it. I don't pay for it for the sex. I don't pay for it for the sex, I, the tech. I don't know your life. You know, we're going to end on that. So, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much to Jackie Wiseman. Go to muddlymama.com. And, you got it. And our 1241.org and go to Dear Maddie Show. Ask your questions. And um, oh, if you like the show, I need to start doing this more. If you like the show, you thought this was funny, one of the best things you can do to support it is go on iTunes, go on Stitcher, leave a review. It is something that just helps move me up in, the, in all the plethora of podcasts. It helps me, you know, like you. It helps for people like you to discover the show and hopefully we can change even more lives. So by telling our story. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, Jackie. I heart you. I do. I love you. And um, everybody else, do something nice for some this week, and we'll see you next week. Or, we yeah, I'll, you'll listen to me next week. You won't see you. I'm not going to. Whatever. Okay, I love you all. Bye. <laughs>